Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory. We honor you, Father. We thank you for your love that never changes. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the gift of righteousness. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have given to us. We acknowledge his indwelling presence in our lives. And we thank you, Father, because we know now that having given us, given us your spirit, you have given us every power and every wisdom that we need. Lord, we ask, Lord, for the understanding, the opening of our hearts to be able to see this truth that we may walk in the reality of it. And in all, Father, that every glory and praise will be to you in the name of Jesus. And this morning, we yield ourselves to you, Father. We come this morning that we may be refreshed, that everywhere we have collected what is not ours, we have received a lie, we have believed something that is not true, that as your word comes this morning, that light comes in, in the precious name of Jesus. May every weakness turn to strength, May every door that needs opening be opened this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father, as we, as we move from glory to glory. So also, Lord, our heart will continue to praise you from one level to another. Thank you, everlasting King of glory. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed and everyone says, Amen and Amen. Good morning to you this morning and let me heartfully welcome you to this day's episode of our fellowship with the Lord. Thank God. What an amazing journey and thank God for the testimonies. Then thank you everyone for your feedback. Thank you for the support. Thank you for your prayers. Let's keep doing this as a family as we join our graces together, as we join our gifts together as we join our desires together to see that the knowledge of Christ floods every home, floods every community, and floods every nation. For that is actually the hope of humanity. Praise God. There is no problem that the world is trying to fix that the answers are not found in Christ. Every answer we need, whether it is how to raise our children better, or whether it is how to empower women more, whether it is to tear down those bondages that has kept women down for ages, whether it is to in advance humanity, whether it is in education, there is nothing that we are looking for that the answer is not found in Christ. Amen and amen. And so, so if you and I have solutions, why would we keep our mouth shut? Whether you are a preacher or not, don't forget as you support, whether you are supporting in your prayers, whether you are supporting in your giving, whether you are supporting in, in simply just forwarding the messages as much as you can. All of us are doing our part. And I trust, remember, that everything that we do is a seed. I trust by the grace of God that the fruit you will enjoy in the name of Jesus, not just you alone, all the seeds that you've been sowing in the life of others. We cover the fruit this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Recall that I've been saying consistently from the past week that you and I were not saved to go back to living by rules and regulations. 
what happened to us and why we are not manifesting fully because don't forget manifestation comes by living in the spirit by following the dictates of the spirit don't forget we are saved to live by the spirit and the bible says that those who are led by the spirit are matured sons of god we are saved again let me repeat it one more time we are saved to live by the spirit in fact the thing that we can do for every believer is to remind them of this so that rather than developing principles rather than following rules and more rules we point them consistently to the need for them to submit to the spirit of god in us if God's spirit is in us, that means God is in us. If we walk in that spirit, we walk in God. If we walk in that spirit, we walk in the kingdom. If we walk in that spirit, we are able to walk in realms that are humanly impossible. Don't forget, the first thing the Holy Ghost did was to empower them to speak in languages that were naturally impossible. They didn't learn those languages, but they could speak it fluently to the point that the original owners of the language could understand themselves. Praise God. And let me just make a comment. Does this happen today? Yes, it still happens. There are testimonies for that. But watch this. The more we have general languages from which we could communicate, the less there is need for people to supernaturally speak foreign languages. But let me also tell you another way that happens today. I can be speaking to you in English, but you are hearing what I'm saying in a local dialect. That has happened a lot of times. I could be speaking and teaching you in English, but you are actually hearing what I'm saying and understanding what I'm saying in your local dialect. Praise God. Now, but the most important thing to note there is that they had an ability to do something that was humanly impossible. So therefore, beloved, for us to manifest as sons of God is that we walk in the spirit and as we walk in the spirit, we are able to do things that are humanly impossible. Praise God. We cannot get there by going back to rules. Remember how our problem began? After we got saved, rather than focusing us on the Holy Spirit, they now returned us to rules and more rules. And the more we follow rules, the less we walked in the Spirit. So what God is doing is to return us to the path that you and I should follow. And yesterday, I mentioned Romans chapter 14, from 14 to 17, to give you the scriptures that help us to know that the kingdom of God is not about rules. Whether that rules is concerning a, a given holiday, whether that rule is concerning prayer, whether that rule is about what to eat and what not to eat, that is not us. What matters is that you and I are walking in love. Praise God. Have you noticed that things as beautiful as prayer, rules can be made out of it. When people start to say, oh, you must have to pray this number of hours or you must have to pray a certain time in the day or you must have to use this kind of language for God to hear you or you must have to take this kind of position. If you don't take this kind of position, God will not hear you. So have you noticed now it has turned to rules but watch this, if we follow by the Spirit, we will do exactly how God wants us to do it for that given time. Praise God. Amen and amen. Don't forget, beloved, our life is a life in the Spirit. 
manifestation as the sons of God comes, as we focus on the Spirit, as we focus in the Spirit, as we are led by the Holy Spirit. Living the life of the Spirit is living the life of the kingdom. Praise God. Amen and amen. Now, I'm going to read another scripture today, Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read from verse number 1. And the reason I'm doing this is to show you how frustrated, I would say, how angry Apostle Paul was on this matter. And what was this issue? The same thing that happened to us. After these people got saved, those who knew better, those who wanted to help God came and tried to lure them back to the rules and traditions of the Jewish people. Don't forget, these were even Gentiles. And that's exactly what happened to us. We ended up practicing Jesus Christ plus Judaism. That's what we were doing, friends. It was not Christianity based on Christ. No, what you and I were practicing was Christ plus Judaism because they came and reintroduced laws that was not even ours in the first place. And that is still what is going on in many places today. It's a little bit of Christ and a little bit of Judaism. And that's exactly what the Gentiles were facing, that Paul was even so angry. He was asking them, oh, he was calling them, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Those are the words that Paul used. He called it bewitching, that they were bewitched. How were they bewitched? After they were saved, rather than living in the spirit, they were returned to the law. And that's exactly what he kept addressing here in chapter 5, beginning from verse number 1. Here is what he says, At last, we have freedom. And I'm reading the TPT, of course. At last, we have freedom. For Christ has set us free. What did he set us free? From sin, from death, from rules, from regulations. Beloved, please don't forget, sin came from the knowledge of the law. Don't forget. The Bible said, Christ has set us free. Now watch what it says. We must always cherish this truth. We must always cherish this truth and the family refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. What is this talking about here? We are, we are set free from the laws. They are bondage. We are not supposed to go back to them. Now watch what he says. I, Paul, tell you, if you think there is benefit in circumcision and the Jewish regulations, then you are acting as though Christ is not enough. Now watch this. What was the problem here? People came and were telling these Gentile believers that except if they are physically circumcised, that they cannot be saved. That salvation requires believing in Christ and also physically being circumcised. Now, this is something that you need to understand. Any teaching, any idea, any tradition that has anything on top of salvation that is 100% by faith, that thing is false. It's completely false. Now, the issue here is that these believers were being told, don't forget, in the Old Testament, you could not become a Jew except if you are circumcised. Now, don't forget, that instruction was given to them by God because the covenant they have was a covenant based on the flesh. They had to feel something on their flesh. 
But the covenant we have today is the circumcision. The Bible calls it the circumcision of the heart, not circumcision of the flesh. For example, there are people who will tell you that salvation is believing in Christ and then doing water baptism. But don't forget, water baptism was a, a physical thing done to physical men. You and I are baptized by the Spirit. Praise God. John himself says, I baptize you in water, but the one who is coming is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So watch this. Apostle Paul says, if you submit to any of those traditions, he says, you are saying that Christ is not enough. Now, I want to show you something that's very important here because some people can say, oh no, it doesn't matter. It's just a little bit of thing. But what Apostle Paul is saying that it is these little things that actually corrupts your heart. Now, listen carefully. He says, verse number three, I say it again emphatically. If you let yourself be circumcised, you are obliged to fulfill every single one of, of the commandments and regulations of the law. That means if you give in to one, you have made yourself responsible to keep all of it. Friends, don't forget that 99.9% .9 of the law is not correct. It's not good enough. It has to be 100%. That's why the Bible says, even if you shall keep all and yet stumble in one, you are guilty. Why is that? Because it is one body of the law. The law that says that shall not commit adultery is the same one that says that shall not kill. So if you did not kill, you committed adultery. You have also broken the same law. It is one law. You cannot pick and choose. You cannot go and submit to redeeming your firstborn with money and then not submit to the other ones. Please, I need you to pay close attention to this because it is not about what you are doing. It is how that it removes you from the place of faith, from the place of walking in the spirit back into the law. He said, if you do that, if you submit to one, then you have made yourself responsible to keep the rest. Now, please listen to this carefully. The Bible says in verse number four, if you want to be made right with God by fulfilling the obligations of the law, you have cut off more than your flesh. You have cut yourself off from Christ. Please listen carefully. It's not Christ cutting himself off from you, but you, by going back to keeping rules, regulations, and obligations, it says you have cut yourself off from Christ. Now watch this. And you are falling away from the revelation of grace. From the revelation of grace. Please, I need you to pay close attention to this because this is very important. And I have to emphasize this because it starts little by little. Now, I'm going to jump because of time. I'm going to jump to verse number six. It says, when you are joined to the anointed one, circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. Now, watch what it says. All that matters now is living in the faith that works and expresses itself through love. If you recall yesterday, I was saying, it's not I don't do this, I don't do that. No, it's what love compels you to do. That even what may be right, don't forget how we got here, saying that our lives are not designed to be lived by what is wrong and what is right. Because even what is right may be wrong based on how you did it, based on what was done. 
Paul says, I am convinced, even by personal revelation from Christ, that there's nothing wrong with any food. But watch what he says. But if eating that food will cause another brother to stumble. Now, that which is right has become wrong if it causes another brother to stumble. So, it is not what is right or wrong. It is whether we are walking in love. Now, watch this. But when we walk in love, isn't that walking by the Spirit? Yes, because the fruit of the Spirit is love. If you notice, everything that we have said is coming back to the same thing. Now watch this very carefully. And let me remind you of this. Perhaps I will read the rest of this scripture tomorrow if I can today. Let me just remind you of this. If you have been following this teaching, we are not telling you to chase after God. We are not telling you to do right. But if you listen very carefully, you can see that every message is designed to bring you back to the fullness of God without telling you to chase after God, without telling you to run after God. If you pay close attention, you will find out that everything that you have listened to is bringing you back to the fullness of God. Praise God. Now, what are we talking about here is that we are not saved to follow rules. So don't make more rules. We are saved to walk in the spirit and the fruit of that spirit is love. Friend, if we are love-driven, we can never be wrong. If we are love-driven, we can never be wrong. Don't forget, to be love-driven is to be spirit-driven. To be spirit-driven is to be God-driven. To be God-driven is manifestation as sons of God. Praise God. Now, please allow me, just permit me to rush verse number 7, 8, and 9. Perhaps I will come back to these same scriptures tomorrow, but there's something I need to show you. Before you were led astray, you were so faithful. He says, who has deceived you so that you have turned from what is right? Friend, what is right? Following the way of love. Following the way of the spirit. Not going back to rules and regulations. Verse number 8. The one who enfolded you into his grace. Hallelujah. Christ who enfolded you into his grace is not behind this false teaching that you have embraced. Listen carefully, friend. If you pay close attention, you will see that those teachings always look like they are coming from God. No, you have to do this to make God happy. How can you be a born again? You are not doing this. Now that you are born again, you have to learn how to do this. You have to learn how to follow this route. It looks like it's coming from God. No, but the Apostle Paul said, such teaching is not coming from the one who has enfolded you into his grace. And this verse 9 is what I've been trying to get to. Now, please listen to what it says. Don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system. Don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system. In other words, it can corrupt the foundation of your faith. If you read the older translation, the Apostle Paul used the metaphor of a little yeast messing up the entire loaf, messing up the entire bread. That's what he says here, that allowing just that little lie. People say, okay, hey, no, just do it. It's okay. After all, it's not wrong. Don't forget, beloved. We are not saved to live by wrong or right. We are saved to live by the Spirit of God. So let me wrap up this morning by reminding you 
God has been instructing us and teaching us as sons as how we can manifest as his sons. And we have laid a lot of foundation. Now we have gotten to the place of the practicality of it. What does it mean to manifest by son? It's not trying to follow any rule. No, it is by walking in the spirit of God. You and I are saved to focus on the spirit, to learn the ways of the spirit, to understand the language of the spirit, to walk in the wisdom of the spirit, and to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost, to begin to speak the languages that only the spirit can give, to begin to see the world from the eyes of the spirit, to minister not from the flesh, but from the spirit, to live our daily lives in our homes, in our workplaces, walking from the dimensions of the spirit. And that is our portion in the precious name of Jesus. Friend, just be patient and follow line by line so that as we lay the foundations, then we begin to go into the straight into the arena of manifestation. Praise God. Amen and amen. I'm going to stop here and I will come back to you again tomorrow. Please enjoy your day keeping your focus in the realities of the realm of the spirit. Don't forget this morning you have been served. Shalom.